When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Off The Bench with Benny Jones and Gary Belcher for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. And welcome to Off The Bench. Great to have you on board wherever you're listening uh, right around Australia. Benny Jones alongside well, a man who, oh, this is his last little stint in the host chair for Off The Bench for a little while. Yes. As he's about to embark on a, a little bit of a road trip. I hear Gary Belcher, welcome to you. Yes, g'day, Benny. I'm not, unfortunately, heading over for Super Bowl. I'm just oh, going to be doing some wouldn't, Aussie, wouldn't be nice? Aussie stuff. It would be nice. Oh, Is it Atlanta? You know, kinda, yeah. Atlanta? Yeah. I kind of would like it if I happened to be over in Atlanta, but I wouldn't be... Yeah, look, I know there are people, it's, it's, it's the top of their... Uh, Top of their list. It's, um, yeah, I'm going to be doing a little bit of travelling around, but there's a bit going on in the world of, mm. uh, of NRL, actually, as we approach the trials. And uh, it's that time of the year when you're going to start reading about, and you probably already are, about players yeah. who are the fittest, strongest, <laughs> fastest they have ever been in their life. Except for last year and the year before. Exactly, it's just a it's just a rolling uh, headline, isn't it? From oh, one year cut and paste. They train hard. The, the professional sports they they Absolutely generally train they hard. Yeah, Apart yeah. from the bloke is hey, coming up on quick, sixty quick minutes question. on Sunday. <laughs> Without notice, uh, Atlanta, the host for the Super Bowl. You know what? That's the home of Atlanta. Uh the Braves. No, no, product a product one that gets consumed by the gallons, Oil. the millions of gallons worldwide on a daily basis. Oil. No. Coca-Cola. Milk. Coca-Cola. You know what? It's the home. That's crazy. Because I worked for Coca-Cola. Did you really? Yeah. Didn't know that. No. No. That's where it was that was where it was found. It wasn't really my cup of Coke. (laughs) Cup of Coke, yeah, well said. Hey, um, (laughs) hey, we are gonna catch up with speaking of all things Super Bowl uh, with a man who created some history ten years ago. Uh, it was, yeah, two thousand and nine, ten years ago, Super Bowl forty three, when he became the first Aussie to ever play in a Super Bowl. Ben Graham. Yeah. And at that time he was a it was an. It was actually a Hall of Famer for Geelong. He was. Do they call Former, him a Hall of Famer? Yeah, That's very American. Uh, yeah, he, no, he was. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but he, he club was captain. Uh, club captain. Two hundred plus games. Went to a grand final, but then he went and uh, tried his hand at that uh, that quirky little sport called NFL, which is obviously a quirky global phenomenon. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and uh, ended up carving out a very nice career, which. The pinnacle was playing in that Super Bowl. We want to ask him about the experience, how he got to the NFL, obviously life after footy, and um, oh, who he thinks might win on Monday would be pretty mm. handy information as well. But on that note, um, speaking of NRL slash NFL, Valentine Holmes. Now, this yeah. created a huge stir in the offseason when uh, he decided he would uh, relinquish the chance to make, dare I say it, a few million dollars uh, in a new contract with the Sharks to go and chase his dream, as I borrow a little... Bit of a quote from one oh. Jared Hayne uh, to oh, go and you have to mention him to go and pursue uh, an NFL career. Now, yep. what's the latest? Uh, as he well, basically puts himself out in front of a bunch of clubs. Well, he's in this. He's going to this uh, NFL international pathways yep. program in Florida, and apparently the interest has been so great from international media. Dare I say it? Lots of Australian media. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that they uh, are going to. He's going to hold, or they're going to hold. Someone's going to hold a, a personal media conference for him. Um, they reckon it's it's very rare for this to happen. Someone mm. who's never even 
played a game yeah, yep. to have a, uh, a media conference. That's going to happen over the next day or so. Well, Ben Graham had something, and Ben, who will join us on the program, they had something similar happen in Super Bowl week. Yeah, now, in Super Bowl week, just to let people know who aren't really aware of how big a media juggernaut this is, they actually have two weeks off in the lead-up to the Super Bowl. They have a, it's a two-week build-up. And on the week of the game, they have a thing called Radio Row, where all the media from all around the globe meet in this one big auditorium. They've got literally rows, as the name suggests, of, of, of desks, of microphones. And on the, the week leading up to the game, Ben Graham had his own booth, his own interview booth, at the at the ground at the venue the arena mm. and he said his teammates were looking on incredulously saying this this bloke's a punter punters no one wants to talk to a bloody punter but because he was Australian and yeah, a bit of an anomaly different he ended up getting so much media attention yeah. so well uh, that's the case with Val, Val Holland, yeah at the yeah. moment is uh, his manager saying oh, I'm getting so many requests that we yeah. can't have to do this to, to nip it all in the bud oh it's going to be a fascinating journey to watch and see how it all unfolds now as far as far as journeys and unfolding are concerned well there's one that Cronulla are about to embark on and that is to find themselves a, a new coach yes yes uh, so Shane Flanagan of course uh, uh, gone he's he's officially resigned but he was deregistered That's or stood right. down by the NRL and yep. uh, there's still a little bit to play out there but uh, John Morris has is the interim coach. He was an assistant coach, former player, only retired a couple of years ago. But they're now looking to lock down someone long-term. There were four in the race. It's down to three. Trent Barrett has decided to, to pull out of the, uh, oh, okay. the race there. Yep. So you can lot, lot, cross him off your list there, Ben. Yep. Uh, Johnny Morris, that leaves, as well as uh, Cameron Terraldo, who is the... Uh, assistant coach or an assistant coach at Penrith who took over at Penrith last he year did, that's at the right. end of the yep. year. So he's had a little bit of um, a taste of it. Yeah, and Justin Holbrook. So it seems to be uh, as though it, it's out of those guys. There's a bit, a bit of other NRL news floating around, Benny. Um, Tom Burgess has, has signed or re-signed with uh, South Sydney. So that's two so That takes three. him and Sam through till 2023. Mm-hmm. Now, Tom's twin, George... Yep. Uh, so he's the one, if you watch him play, well, last year he had the long hair floating, <laughs> flapping around. I don't know what they're going to look like this year. Um, <laughs> he, he wanted to – Parramatta thought they had him signed. Uh, but Wayne Bennett, the club, whoever, has said, no, you can't do that at the moment. He's, I think he's still got this year to go. Okay. So he's negotiating with Souths for a longer-term deal and with Parramatta. There's no given that – He'll re-sign with uh, South. And a lot of people think, you know, oh, if his brothers are there, he'll be there. Mm. Nearly went to Parramatta, could end up at Parramatta in 2020. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating dynamic, that, isn't it? With, with, with three brothers involved, and you wonder when it comes to contract negotiations just how big a factor that is, you know? You, Absolutely. You, well, you want me here till then? Well, you've got to sign him for the same length of time or want to see a few more dots. Uh, look, uh, well done if the Bunnies can pull it off. But, of course, George, um, he's more than welcome to explore options because who knows what's out there uh, for a player of his abilities. Just the the Titans as well. Uh, AJ Brimson and Michael Gordon, um, how will they sort of line sort up Sort of locked in a bit of a battle, we thought, for the fullback job. I, I really like Mike, Michael Gordon's got a year to go. I, I like the way he goes about his business, senior player. Brings a lot to the club. The coach, Garth Brennan, said he'll be the fullback this year, but AJ Brimson will be there somewhere. He's still coming back from uh, from shoulder um, surgery. Yep. But he'll be in there somewhere contending for the 5-8 throw. Might have to come off the bench 
early, but um, yeah, they're looking pretty good. Their, their depth has improved. The Titans, I'd expect better things from them this year. We are officially, as of uh, this show, two weeks away, badge from trials getting underway, uh, and that starts with the Eels and the Raiders in a fortnight Friday at the St Mary's League Stadium. But also on that same night, the Indigenous All Stars taking on the Maori All Stars. Uh, that at Amy Park, men's and women's games, which um. That that's exciting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And I think another tweak to that All Stars concept already going through the roof. Yeah, that's you know, going to be a fun game to watch. Entertaining, tough game, but also fun. And they'll flick the ball around and have 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 a bit of a crack. And there are uh, many league fans in um, in Melbourne who have. Just been delighted, I guess, over the years by and thrilled by what the Melbourne Storm have done and, and test matches and everything else. Origins have been played down there. Uh, they turn up in numbers, so I think they've got this one right. Uh, and on that same weekend, uh, the Wigan Warriors, Wigan taking on Sydney Roosters, uh, that game being played over in Wigan. The significance of that, I know it's been looked upon in the past badge as a bit of, a bit of a chore, a bit of a hassle for Aussie clubs to head over, but it's another piece of silverware and the Roosters are you know, on top of the world at the moment. I'm sure they'd, they'd love nothing more yeah, than to bring that you, home. You don't have to go. There's, there is an incentive, I think, apart from winning that. Uh, there's a financial incentive yes. as well. Yes. Um, it, it has proven to be difficult for clubs to go and play in that and come back and get, get into the season and have a, a, you know, the season they want to have in the NRL, but... Coaches tend to think they can uh, they can work around that. That'll be uh, that'll be great. Wigan has been one of the top mm. clubs there for many many years. Absolutely. For first choice, looking for all of your liquor needs. It's a little taste of what's going on around NRL circles and and badge. I know as we said off the top of the show, you're you're about to duck off for a couple of weeks. But of course, upon your return, you know what that's going to mean. Not only the return of of footy, which is back yeah. and will be imminent, but uh, preseason predictions. We didn't have much joy with those last year. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. pressure's going to be on it. I don't think I'll go with the Cowboys again. The Sats, I reckon, won't go. <laughs> you don't think you'll go with the Eels as his, his no. premiers? Yeah. Anyway, you'll have a, you'll have a bit of thinking music over the next couple of weeks we to come will. up with those, uh, and it's always a little bit of fun making those predictions, putting your neck out on the line. Uh, for first choice liquor, we're going to take a quick break here on Off the Bench. Thank you for joining us. Trust you're going to enjoy the program because we know you're going to enjoy the next 15 minutes or so. Because up next, we're going to catch up with a man who played in a Super Bowl, no less, but also was a very handy AFL footballer back in the day. His name, Ben Graham. We caught up with him earlier on in the week to get his thoughts about Monday's game, but also his amazing journey in sport. And that's what we've got next for you here on Off the Bench. You're listening to Off the Bench with Benny Jones and Gary Belcher for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. And welcome back to Off the Bench. Betty Jones, Gary Belcher here with you. Uh, Badge, a special guest, joined us through the week uh, as part of our Sports Day programming. And I don't know, where where does it sit with you as far as a bucket list? You've been to some great sporting events around the globe. But, uh, I mean, a Super Bowl? Is that is that something you'd love to see at some point? Uh, yeah, probably down the below the bottom of the bucket, but I'd yeah. love to do it. It's, it's expensive. Not up, it's not up the top. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, what is it the top? a casual observer. What is at the top, just out of interest? Have you I'd got a- really like to go to a, an FA Cup final. Yep. At, uh, at Wembley. Wembley. Yep. I played at Wembley, Yeah, but I'd love to go and yep. experience the uh, an FA Cup final. That'd be amazing. Back, back nine, back nine back at Augusta. Back nine at Augusta for me would be the, the US Masters with an Aussie in contention. I mean, you can't guarantee that, but I would love to be walking the famed fairways of Augusta on a, on a Sunday back nine. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's one for me. You know, yeah. another one I'd love to do is the AFL grand final too. Just one in well, Australia. Well, that's because manageable. plenty of... Because the NRL, NRL, grand, grand, the NRL grand, grand final will eventually we, get to Melbourne. So then you could, you, do could do the, you could do the two on the same way. I mean, we just got to do a little bit of cutting and pasting with our... I've never been to one. To an AFL grand final? No, no never been. Gee, 
no. amazing. Oh, I don't know if I... I don't know why. I just don't have that desire to get to one. I've been to preliminary finals. It's an amazing night at a preliminary final when you've just got two sets of supporters going for glory to make it through to the big dance, yeah. so to speak. I think the AFL and, and NRL, it gets a I little more corporate. But I just, You've been to State of Origin been and you've never been to origin. an AFL Grand Final. Well, there you go. Love State I'm of Origin. Sure. But uh, look, Super Bowl for many people is at the top yes. or very close to the top of their bucket list. And well, the next best thing to going to it, in fact, it's a bit better than going to it, is playing in one. And not many Australians have done that. In fact, the first man to ever do it is the man we're about to yeah. hear from in Ben, ben Graham, Graham, who was one of those guys, Badge, that... Um, uh, they annoy me because not only good at one sport, very good, AFL, 200-plus games. Bet, yeah, they've had a long career in AFL. Very long. Played in an AFL grand final. He said, well, yeah, I've clocked that. I might go have a crack at a sport that I know nothing about that's foreign to a lot of Australians, clearly. And he ended up having an yeah. amazing career you there don't need well. to know anything about it. All you need to do is kick a ball for his, bit know, more, for his role. A bit more complicated, I imagine. Not really. Catch uh, it, kick it, yeah. make it stay in the air for a while. Hang time. Run off. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Come yeah. on. That's not complicated. <laughs> they get paid pretty well to do that. They do. As well. So, they look, do. it was a fascinating chat. A bit chat. of pressure. A fascinating, yeah, exactly. Cutthroat nature. Ben Graham, we caught up with him a couple of days ago and, of course, got his thoughts on Monday's game uh, that's coming up between the Rams and the Patriots. Tom Brady going for Super Bowl number 44 of his. Or so. oh, he's been around <laughs> yeah. forever. Uh, but it is Super Bowl 53 on Monday. We were very intrigued about Super Bowl 43, which he was a part of when he created some Australian sporting history. So, this was our chat with former AFL and NFL star Ben Graham. Ben Graham has become a weapon for the Cardinals. This guy is incredible on the short field. Benny Graham. He has gone. He has launched a monster drop punt. And the Cats fans love it. That was 80 metres. Thanks, of course, to our wonderful friends at Red Energy, the 100% Australian gas electricity retailer. As a man who's had quite an incredible uh, journey, to be fair to say, Gary Belcher, in, in sport. Trailblazer. Trailblazer. Not, not just in, in, on one continent, but in two, in fact, and across two very, very popular sports. Firstly, AFL. Then he made the move over to America for the NFL. His name's Ben Graham, and he's been good enough to join us here on Sports Day. Uh, ben, welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Love every opportunity to talk about the NFL. Oh, I'm sure you do. And I imagine the phone is ringing hot. That's why we are very appreciative of your time during this week in the build-up towards the Super Bowl, which will obviously unfold Monday our time. But before we get to that game, and we'll obviously get your insight to that at some point as well, uh, the, 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 uh, the sporting journey for Ben Graham started obviously with AFL uh, and 219 games with the Geelong Football Club. You were captain, best and fairest winner. Uh, and then, of course, the move to America. But first and foremost, the AFL dream, uh, you, you live that to a certain extent. But when did, when did NFL really come onto the radar for you? Well, it actually started way back when Darren Bennett first made the transition from the AFL into the NFL. I followed his career very closely. Mm. But how it's played out was in 92, he won a longest kick competition and the prize was tickets for two to LA, which he used to embark on a couple of workouts and ended up staying over there and playing with the San Diego Chargers. And I won that competition the next year, but just took my brother over to the States for a bit of a holiday. But I always followed his career and I had NFL scouts come out and try and recruit me over there during my career. And I always said that I would try and make that transition at some point in my career. And it wasn't until 2004 when it got serious and... I knew I was coming towards the end of my AFL career and 
had a pretty tough decision to make and ended up making the decision to take the risk and, and embark on an NFL journey. There was no guarantees. Uh, it was a tough period for my family having to move overseas. But once, you know, there's one thing to actually get into the NFL, but it's even more difficult to stay in the NFL. But I was lucky enough to take my skill of kicking a football into another industry and had a, a fantastic eight years over there playing for four clubs and and uh, played in the Super Bowl 10 years ago, 10-year anniversary this year for Super Bowl 43, mm. which was uh, the highlight of my sporting career. Ben, it seems, though, there's lots, there's lots more people that I talk to, people that I know that are now fans of the NFL than there were back 10 or 20 years ago. I'm not sure if you'd agree, but did you have a genuine deep interest in the sport or was it just a challenge that you, know, you wanted to take, as you said, follow Darren Bennett? But were you an actual keen NFL fan? Well, growing up in our day and age, there wasn't an internet and there wasn't mobile phones and yeah. you had to watch Don Lane yeah. <laughs> on a Monday night yeah. for a recap. But always watched the Super Bowl. Didn't really truly understand the role of punter until Darren made a start in the NFL. And then, you know, it was a pretty quick learning curve preparing for the move over there. But when it was all said and done, it didn't matter how knowledgeable I was or how fit I was. It was all I cared about was can I punt a football mm. in that direction with that hang time on a consistent basis? And that was that was a challenge, obviously, with helmets and pads hadn't used before. But what it came down to in my eyes once we were partway through camp, really realising that the competition was quite hot, was the holding part of it for the field goal mm. kicker and earning that trust that you're able to do that job just as well as the other guy, which I was able to do. Obviously, the AFL prepared me and other guys quite well. We've got good hand-eye and the ability to kick a football. So uh, while it was tough, um, certainly it was uh, had the attributes to be able to work on the craft. Yeah, you were a mature-aged Rookie, I think one of the oldest at the time, probably, probably ever. Was that an advantage that you'd already had this extensive career and been a professional sportsman and had great confidence in your ability? Do you think you had an advantage over the young blokes, or was there was there maybe people looking at you going, "Who's this old bloke from Australia? How's <laughs> how long is he going to last?" Well, it's funny because I was the oldest rookie in the NFL, and it was the same month that the movie Invincible came out. Oh yeah, it yep. was a. Vince Papali was a, you know, a guy off the street for the Eagles who was the oldest rookie in the NFL at that time. And the movie had just come out, and then I broke his record, and then Sav broke his, it broke my record. Um, not a great record to hold in the NFL, but <laughs> what uh, being treated as a rookie, as a 31-year-old after a 15, 14-year AFL career, was something quite different. But the coaches and the organisation did not care at all. Jeff Eagles was punting into his 40s. They said, if you can still kick the football, you're flexible, um, you, 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 we don't care about your age. If you perform, you'll have a, a long career in this league. But they certainly, the Americans certainly did enjoy watching the highlights and watching the AFL. And, and I'd like to educate them on, on what the AFL 
was, how it's the biggest sport in Australia and that there are lots of athletes that could potentially come over and play in the NFL. Ben, I've had the pleasure of hearing you speak in Super Bowl week before, and, and I know one of your stories that will fascinate our listeners. We talk about the cutthroat nature of sport in general. Here in Australia, you know, clubs will let players go left, right and centre, but there's a bit more of a system to it, whereas over in the States with the NFL and your journey to get to the Arizona Cardinals, who you ended up playing in that Super Bowl with in 2009, there was a crazy sort of five or six-week period. You're at the Jets... And then you were just here, there, and everywhere. Take us through that and how that sort of unfolded as a punter to just be given the tap on the shoulder, not once but twice. Well, yeah, so 2009 was quite incredible. I, I was embarking on my fourth year in the NFL. I led the league in the preseason mm. in all statistical categories. I just appeared on Sesame Street, just run the bell at Wall Street. You made it. I was on, I was on top of the world. Yeah. Uh, two weeks later... I had a bad punting performance against the Patriots. Tom Brady took advantage of good field position and scored four times and beat us. Mm. And I got cut that next day. Wow. The New York media are actually quite kind, skating on the Jets for cutting their punter, which will solve all their problems. But <laughs> anyway, the guy that replaced me uh, did his hamstring at training the next day. So they signed me back, and I thought they were going to cut him once they got once he got healthy. But they cut me instead after week four. So that was twice in two yep. weeks. Yep. I was on the street for a couple of weeks, worked out with the New Orleans Saints, mm. and they flew me to London, and I played at Wembley, which was a fantastic experience. Wow. And got back to New Orleans expecting to play for them for the rest of the year. And Sean Payton cut myself and the kicker the next day. <laughs> and I found out later that the only reason they signed me is because... I was the only punter or the next punter on their list with a passport. Wow. <laughs> it, 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 that's how cutthroat it is. Um, they actually cut the punter prior to me before they went to London. So they flew to London without a punter. I had yeah. a passport. Luckily enough to play that game. It was a great experience. Mm. It sort of played out um, okay because a couple yeah. of weeks later I was picked up by the Arizona Cardinals. And eight weeks later, played in... Super Bowl 43, so it was some sort of year, 2009. Yeah, and you mentioned some of the, the records you hold as, as being the oldest rookie, but also the first Australian to play in a Super Bowl, which you, you edged out, believe it or not, and this is the roundabout story of sports and how fascinating it all is, that you actually edged out a fellow former AFL star in Savrocka who was playing against you for the Philadelphia Eagles in the championship game just the fortnight prior to the Super Bowl. Uh, that, was, that was fantastic. Yeah. I remember talking to Sav before the game and we shook each other's hand and we said, you know what, whatever happens here, one of us is going to the Super Bowl. We're going to break new ground. Yeah. It didn't matter who it was. We'd be proud of whoever was to go on and make it. And luckily enough, it was the Cardinals. And, you know, talking about that Super Bowl that we played in, I don't even talk about the result. The fact that we lost is insignificant. In my mind, we'd won the NFC Championship game, which was a huge feat uh, for any team. But even against the Steelers, we had the lead with a minute 37 left. And yes, Ben Rocklesberger marched the ball down the field, converted a few fourth downs and found Santonio Holmes in the back of the end zone. But it, the whole experience, the journey of that year, our time in the States, the two weeks leading up to it, yep. uh, it was just a fantastic experience and something that, 
I'll never forget and enjoy talking about it every time the Super Bowl comes around. Surely there'd be other players, I'd imagine, that would be just shattered that you went so close. I love your outlook, but it's very difficult uh, if, you know, there might be other guys that have been at a few different clubs and gone super, super close mm. and never quite won one. But so, yeah, I'm, I'm almost taken aback that you, you've copped that on the chin. Well, there, I'm sure there are other players that would have taken it a little harder than I did. But in the industry, like we, after the game or after any game or after any season, it's not like the AFL where you come together and you have a week of review and then there's not too many list changes. You basically start afresh for the new year. Everyone goes home the day after you arrive back mm. from the Super Bowl and you start again. We weren't expected to win. We had a 9-7 and seven record. We were called the worst team in playoff history. Um, so to actually get to where we got to and be a part of it for the city of Phoenix and for the organisation was just fantastic to be a part of. Well, well, Ben, I have it on reasonable authority that the, the, the day itself or the night itself wasn't a complete failure because rumour has it at half-time in that Super Bowl, did you actually duck out of the, out of the locker rooms and go and catch the boss in action, Bruce Springsteen? Yes, so what led to that was we were marching down the field right on uh, the end of the second quarter before yeah. half time, and Kurt Warner threw an interception to James Harrison who ran it 100 yards back the other the other way. So it was 14-point swing, essentially, mm. and they took a commanding lead going into half time. So when you go into the away locker rooms at Tampa Bay Buccaneers home stadium, it's quite small, quite intimate, Coaches were yelling, players were abusing each other, and I just walked out and <laughs> thought I'd find a quiet spot <laughs> to reflect on the first half and prepare for the second half yeah. and find myself sitting front row to a Bruce Springsteen concert. It was awesome. <laughs> That's brilliant. Beautiful. <laughs> hey, yeah, what, what's, your, uh, what's your position this uh, was Monday morning our time? Um, seems as though you're not going to be over there. Rams and the Patriots. The Rams and the Patriots. So are you, uh, Tom Brady. Still yeah. going. What's your expectation on that game, Ben? Well, I I thought it might have been a Rams-Chiefs Super Bowl way back early in the season. So for the Patriots to beat the Chiefs after they've had their such a, a great season, I mean, I know the, the Rams have too. Both the Patriots and the Rams are ranked second in their conference. But the great thing is that both teams are healthy, so we're not talking about impact of injuries. The Rams have got a great defence led by Aaron Donald. Todd Gurley's a star, but he has struggled in the last month or so. And Jared Goff isn't as explosive as people thought he might be and, and can make a mistake or two. But when you look at the Patriots, how well they're led by Bill Belichick and Tom mm. Brady, you know they're going to be well prepared. They are, they are like a well-oiled machine that continues to bring in role players that know how to do their job. And this won't be about Tom Brady, I don't think, this Super Bowl. It's their improved defence. It'll be able to disrupt golf and stop the run. And their running game, Sonny Michelle has been a real find for the Patriots. Plus, they've got Rex Burkett and James White to help him out. So I think that the offensive line of the Patriots will be able to protect Brady, create the running lanes for their running backs, and, and win... Another Super Bowl. Yeah. Wow. It's just—it's an amazing story for for that organisation. I don't quite get the hate towards them and Brady, uh, but you've 
can do nothing but just be gobsmacked by what they've been able to achieve, and this will only add to Tom Brady's legacy. And just finally, Ben, before we let you go, as always, uh, we really do appreciate your time here on Sports Day. You mentioned Darren Bennett really laying the pathway for guys like yourself and Sav to to follow your, your dream, and out, even if it was more out of curiosity than anything else, we, we look at the days gone by where an Australian punter was a bit of a novelty for the Americans and, and something for them to almost have a little chuckle at. Now, if you're an NFL team without an Aussie punter, you're behind the eight ball. You look at some of these guys and what they're doing, particularly Michael Dixon at the uh, Seattle Seahawks, uh, who's just taken the game by storm. Um, what an amazing opportunity for even former AFL players or, or guys who maybe missed the mark in AFL to go and chase something else now? You're absolutely spot on. It will be very difficult to make that direct transition from the AFL to the NFL. Obviously, if you've got a talent, you want to make sure you get the most out of it in the AFL. But mm. for the guys that don't make it, they do go to college through a pathway. That What it does is it the NFL scouts, they will be able to rank the college punters regardless of whether you're American or Australian. So you're not up against it because where you're from, you're actually coming out of college. So it gives them an advantage, uh, particularly growing up, kicking a football. We know that there are there is maybe 40, 50 Australian punters currently in college. We've mm. got four in the NFL. So that is one in eight there's 32 NFL punting jobs in the world and one, one eighth of them yeah. are taken by Australian punters. Michael Amazing. Dixon's had a fantastic rookie season, made the Pro Bowl. Cam Johnson for the Eagles, yep. ranked in the top five in all categories in his rookie year. And Lockie Edwards at the Jets and Jordan Berry at the Steelers are having a great career also. So it's, uh, there are opportunities, but... Uh, you know, it's it's not as uh, well easy as some people might think, but when you get there, it's certainly a great experience. Do you have any involvement these days, Ben, with the the rookies or the NFL or pathways or, or in some involvement with the NFL? Well, I I do. I I have previously worked with some guys that I think that may make that direct transition, and and they haven't been able to make it for one reason or another. Um, I'm involved with a group insider experience that has direct access to Super Bowl tickets and, and NFL in, in inventory when it comes to accommodation. And so if there is anyone still looking for uh, to get over there and watch mm. the Super Bowl, they can certainly hit me up. But I I love, what my favourite thing to do is, is doing what I'm doing right now and educating Aussie sports fans about the NFL. Everyone has heard of it. Uh, Australia is still ranked top five that play fantasy NFL football. Just continue to educate them about the little things about the game that they may turn off because of either the long, the long it takes to play a game. The more they know about it, the more they're going to enjoy it, and then the more they're going to watch it. So, over my career, I've seen exponentially the number of people that are interested in the NFL just increase and increase every year. I think that's going to keep happening too, Ben, uh, with people like yourself spreading the gospel and the good word on all things NFL, mate. Thank you so much for your time here on Sports Day. Have a cracking day on Monday, whatever you're doing or however you're taking in the game. And, uh, yeah, just an amazing sports journey, which uh, would be the envy of a lot of people, but a fascinating one it has been. Thanks for sharing it with us. 
Uh, thanks for having me on and enjoy the game on Monday. So Ben Graham joining us. Great chat. Amazing insight. You could, we could yeah. have had him on for an hour, to be honest. So many things, so many identities in the game that he must have crossed paths with. And, and what an yeah. amazing industry it is, the NFL. I, and and uh, can you imagine if they had won that uh, that Super Bowl? But he's just so um, – he's just at ease with it. It didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to have, I was a bit taken aback by that. Because better I know to have been there and lost than not at all. Yeah, well, that's right. Not the be-all and end-all, I guess, if he was brought up in the system. Um, you know, I know guys that have played in only one or two yep. uh, NRL grand finals and not, not won one, and it hurts him. It mm. hurts him. But, uh, no, he. I think he realises just how lucky he was. Very, very amazing individual from not a... Not fortunate. No, yeah, exactly. But just to what he achieved across two different codes, uh, it was a great insight into the life and times of Ben Graham and still heavily involved uh, in the game, as we've heard. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. When we return, uh, we're going to talk about a Makita Power player and also find out what Badge is looking forward to this weekend. You're listening to Off the Bench with Benny Jones and Gary Belcher for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. And welcome back to Off the Bench. Benny Jones, Gary Belcher here with you. Still to come, uh, what's coming up this weekend that's got Badge a little bit excited other than going on a holiday? Well, that's You're it. Lucky. That's going away on a holiday, getting, can, uh, getting away. So for... you, you go out, Sattler comes back in. That's right. What's the one constant in all of this? Um, the listeners and the love of our show. Uh, and Benny Jones. Yeah, thank you. The Good one, on you, mate. One bloke who doesn't get a holiday. I need to talk to my boss you about You had eight this. weeks off mid-year. Did I? No, you didn't. No. You a few I, weeks. Yeah, and I worked those at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, well, so that's what I'm looking forward to anyway, <laughs> yeah, okay. of course, getting away. But um, yeah, the rest of the tests, uh, the test um, with uh, between the Aussies and Australia. Yeah. See how it play, well, plays out. Well, it, as we've discussed, it's a bit of a last preparation for... For the Ashes, which seems an odd thing to say because the Ashes are still some three or four months away, but um, from, a, from a test cricket point of view, uh, a little bit of pressure on Mitch Stark. Let's hope that he really has a, has a great test match uh, and, and look, just for Australia to win a series ahead of the returns of blokes like Steve Smith and David Warner, just be a little fill-up for particularly some of those younger guys that mm. haven't tasted much test cricket yet. So I'm, It's crazy, I'm isn't it? We went from being beaten by India and well and truly yeah. uh, beaten by them to... Uh, Get, being disappointed that that Sri Lanka haven't haven't been able to aim up as much. But, no, um, yeah, it's just it's how it is. Nice to get that confidence. Uh, I must say, I'm looking forward to another big weekend in the Hyundai A League. That's again starting to get towards that back third of the season. So uh, you've got a top four that consists of the Perth Glory, who um I must I must just have a little moment to indulge myself here, Badge. I actually predicted at the start of the season, uh, a number of radio shows that I spoke on, that I thought they'd be the real surprise packet and would be a challenger for silverware. They're on top at the moment and on top by a little margin. Uh, Tony Popovich has got them going beautifully. Uh, Melbourne victory, Sydney FC, Melbourne City you could make an argument for, Wellington yep. much improved, and Adelaide probably making up the six. The others are are effectively making up the numbers, unfortunately. The Brisbane Roar have had a poor season and the others not tracking too well, but... I think it's going to be a really exciting finish to the regular season, and then the finals. Anything could be possible, but um, I'm looking forward to that. And um, and well, a big bash getting closer, <laughs> closer. Bash. I know that makes you smirk. I know it'll that only makes you smile. When I get back from holidays, it'll only have a couple of months to go. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, June it finishes. Something, Something like that. Um, and of course, what we're both looking forward to the big ticket item across the weekend. Just before we sign off here on off the bench is Bernie. Your boy, Bernie. Oh, 60 minutes, Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> be if there. If you want to be. Or be somewhere else. Yeah, and uh, put a protective covering around your television. Uh, remove all hard objects uh, <laughs> and anything objects. sharp objects. You don't want to be throwing them at the TV 
or uh, or injuring yourself because that will be one hell of a frustrating <laughs> interview but compulsory viewing. Do you think you could just flip it all on its head badge and just say I've got it wrong. I've I've been silly. I'm going to I'm going to pull my head in. This is a new Bernie. Do you think there's any chance? You're, you should be doing stand up. That's great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just squeeze that in with my other four jobs and no holidays. Badge, <laughs> great to have you on the show as always for First Choice Liquor. Uh, enjoy your little breather, mate. Uh, we're going to miss you, but Sats will be in for the next couple of weeks and we look forward to getting you back refreshed ahead of the start of 2019 NRL. I'm out of here. See ya. Badge is gone. See you next week, guys. The Makita Power Player for Makita's massive redemption sale. Makita, when power means business. Yeah, power player time, uh, and let's uh, find out. Well, Badge, last week, Gabba, it was a one-sided test match. We get all that. Australia back in winning form, which is a positive, but there was one standout figure across the three, well, nearly three days, and he's become the most popular and likeable Australian cricketer out there at the moment. Pat Cummins, yeah, yeah. can swing it, swing the willow too, but certainly he's bowling and he's... Uh, you say he's the second or third fast, third, third fastest, well, second fastest quick. Yes, to to ninety wickets. Yeah, guess who was first? The great in, Tomo. In your glory days, oh, his glory days. Um, I love just Tomo was yeah. just the man. He, there'll never be a bowler like that. Him and Lily and Maxie Walker oh, were just come on. scaring the bejesus. Yeah. And, um, anyway, Tomo. And but ahead of that, I think uh, a little bit. Oh, uh, after was it nineteen? How many tests was it? Yeah, nineteen 19? tests. Yeah. Uh, Stuart McGill That's had ninety four. Yeah, he's actually the, taken the more than anyone man. else for a bloke who was always second fiddle to Warney, seemingly. But yeah. Pat Cummins, I know he spoke through the week too that people was suggesting, oh, he's a captain in waiting, but I, I don't know. He certainly brushed that off and said, oh, it's not something that's on my radar. Being a captain, I'm just happy contributing, being fit. That's the most important thing with Pat Cummins. the last fast bowling captain? Uh, as a permanent captain? No. I, wow, that's a really good question on the spot. I can't think no, of one off the top of the head because they've all been either batsmen. Uh, we've had obviously Tim Payne as a wicket keeper at the Border, moment. Taylor, Border, Taylor, Taylor, War. War. Go yeah. back to that. You got Border, uh, Hughes, Chapel, Simpson. Yeah, I, I, I there wonder if go. there ever even has been a quick that's captain. And we're not talking about a fill in, but certainly for a long WG term. WG Grace, you remember him playing? He was a weird keeper, wasn't he? I don't know. WG, uh, I don't remember him, but <laughs> I, I just don't think we bother burdening Pat no. with that at the moment. He's going beautifully. Jai Richardson looks like he's a find. Uh, we know that Mitch Stark hopefully will bounce back to his best form. Hazelwood back from injury at some point. There's plenty of them there. Can you just got to get them all firing just at once. Need some batsmen to start. Oh, pulling yeah, their weight. Nice. Now you're asking too yeah, much. Absolutely. But uh, look, an easy call for us this week. Our Makita Power player, Pat Cummins, he is a superstar and 100 wickets. He might even get those over the next couple of days in Canberra. We'll take a quick break here on Off the Bench for First Choice Liquor. Up next, we're going to find out what our man Badge is looking forward to this weekend in the wonderful world of sport.